You're listening to the Super Sports Flash Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Super Sports Flash Podcast. This is episode five, I think, because we skipped a week. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, so this is episode, episode five. five. Welcome back, everyone. You know, it was lonely. I it was good to be guys. back. I'm sorry. I had to... Uh, had a put, we couldn't do an episode. It was my fault. You know, I went home to to see the family, enjoy the family time. Coach but, the oh. Washington football team. Yeah. Well, they could <laughs> they could you. sure use my hope. I mean, they're better record than my well, Vikings. Let's be real. All three, all three of our teams are struggling really bad right now. So we're all kind of yep. in the same boat. I don't know about you guys, but I've a lifetime and Dolphins Tyler's fan. switched teams already. He's wearing a Dolphins jersey. It's a Tua jersey. I'm, I'm a Tua well. fan. Oh, well, you'll you'll fit in with all the other uh, Tua ba- fans. All the other basic white people. White white girls at Alabama. I might as well just go ahead and fold on the NFL season already and just go back to basketball where my Lakers still have a chance to get to the finals and win the championship. Well, I don't know about that. We have a chance. We have a chance. We're so you're saying up. there's a chance. There That's what I'm saying. There is a chance. There so is indeed a chance. A perfect segue right there. There is, yeah. And I think that this segue that I'm going to take right now as I think of what I'm going to say is <laughs> into baseball because we rarely ever talk about baseball on the show, but we're... As of two days ago, it was a week before the wild card round started. So five days from the time of recording, Thursday the 24th. Yeah, I'm not good with dates. Uh, so five days from now, playoffs start. And I know the Braves won the NL East. I know that the, who was it? Was it the Cubs are winning the NL Central? Well, we we don't have to. I know, you know nothing about baseball. We don't have to go into it <laughs> to an adept just. Of the teams that are in the playoffs, um, who would you pick as your World Series team? I said Yankees like all season, and they have been getting hot again. Are they in the playoffs? uh, Yeah, Uh, they're number five. They're the fifth seed right now. Um, So these aren't like set playoffs or anything we have to mention. So this could be completely wrong as of, you know, five days from now. Mm -hmm. But these are, we're just looking at the seeding as it is right now. And the Yankees are the fifth seed. They kind of went cold for a little bit, but they hit something like 20 homers over the last like four Sounds games. Sounds about right for the Bronx Bombers. Jeez. Sounds yeah. like, um, what is it called? That streak that the Padres went on where they just had like a yeah. grand slam. like six The Slam games Diego a, Padres. Yeah, Slam that, Diego. Dude, the Padres are so fun to watch. <laughs> okay, so I will tell you, though, the teams that are guaranteed to be in the playoffs are the Rays, the Athletics, the Indians, the Twins, the White Sox, the Yankees, the Dodgers, Braves, Cubs, and Padres. My Cardinals are also slated to be in right now, which is impressive because we're hovering around like 500, if that. And we don't look great, but hey, that's a I'll tell you surprise. who's not in it. Is my Washington Nationals, who I am proudly supporting today with my hat, my World Series championship hat, my World Series t-shirt. Thinking back to but better days. Nice. They had a horrible season. So I'm hoping they can bounce back next year. I mean, they've got the talent, but, you know, honestly, who knows at this point? So they are definitely not in the playoffs. If I had to pick one team out of that group that I think has the best chance at winning a championship, winning a World mm-hmm. Series, I'm going to have to go with the White Sox, who I've been very oh, high. Yeah. I've been very high on them since. I don't know why I'm surprised. Since the season, really, the season. Uh, got underway I, I i had a a bet that i made I'm, I'm i'm a betting man so if my family is listening to this i'm sorry i i bet occasionally you know here and there you're a disgrace uh, 
I want to let sorry. you know that. You I made a $35 a bet the White Sox win the World Series, and guess how much I get if they win? Uh, $100. Oh, $700. 700 Ooh. And I made that bet at the beginning of the season. I put a lot of uh, a lot of respect on the Washington. Uh, at the Chicago White Sox, they're not the Washington me. White Sox. <laughs> I stop, wish they were. Stop. Been, and I think I think they can get it done. It's been real fun following you on Twitter, especially since you had that bet. Because uh, half your like, anytime the White Sox hit any home run or any like stolen base or something, I get I, I find out because you you tweet about it. Like, let's go White Sox and stuff like that. Hey, <laughs> they look good, and they've got Tim Anderson, who's mm-hmm. uh he's from a the area. Yeah, sounds Tim like Anderson. a pretty generic name to me. How's Grandal been playing? Actually, I haven't been following the White Sox that close, but he, I know he was. He's like been one good. Of their, big... their whole lineup is just, it's insane. Um, pitching wise, there's you know some question marks there. Yeah, but I mean you could say that about every team. And I th- I think they have a good chance. Another team that I mean I think could also win it would be the Twins. Oh yeah, the Twins were like, I had three teams that I had my eyes on at the start of the season, right? And all three of them are lived up to the expectations. The Twins were 1B with the Yankees. My my prediction was whoever won the AL out of those two. And then my other team was the Dodgers, who have looked even better than I thought they would with Mookie Betts getting there. They're like the best team in the National League. And that surprises you? Not surprises me, but I don't know. I, I don't know who I expected to win the National League. I guess looking at all the teams that are in the playoffs right now, like the National League isn't super strong compared to the American League. Yeah, with some that's of the teams. how it is. But... Yeah, the Dodgers look really good, and so I think that they're also... I don't even say a dark horse because they're the number one seed. So, But I don't think a lot of people are predicting them to win over you know teams like the Yankees, teams like the Twins right now. But even the Rays have looked really good. Yeah, they clinched the playoffs on Wednesday. I, I don't know. I mean, even though they clinched the playoffs, I, I still don't see them you know, beating the Yankees. But, I mean... I guess we'll find out. You want to get into some basketball too? Wait, I have one last very telling question before we go. Matt, have you watched a single MLB game this season? Matt sitting over there like, oh gosh. I've watched six games. Six games? Yes, I have. I watched two Slam Diego games like after they started getting on that little streak. Well, those are the games. If you're going to watch games, those are the games. And I've watched four Cardinals games. Nice. Yeah. I watched more MLB at the start of the season than I ever have in my life because it was like the first thing back yeah i was all in and then as more sports return and as the nationals started to fade out of uh playoff contention i lost interest yeah actually too before we go to basketball i kind of want to touch on hockey just because i feel like it's kind of important hockey we haven't talked about hockey a single time i think in five episodes of our podcast it's game three of the stanley cup finals that's kind of important yeah so i feel like we should at least mention it oh sorry it's going to be game four because Tampa Bay Lightning leads to 2-1 in the series over the Stars. Whoa. Game 3 just happened Last yesterday. Night, yeah. They won 5-2. I, I, um, I, I only caught a bit of that. Really? I, I was flipping back and forth between that and the um, the Eastern Conference semifinals. Yeah. Which I, both, I both the feet. highlights. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I keep interrupting you. No, you're good. I was just going to say both Florida teams in the, in the uh, uh, contention for a championship there with the Tampa Bay Lightning and the uh, Miami Heat. Yeah, it's it's definitely uh, it's possible. You might have a, uh, a dual threat in Florida right now. Yeah, and then the Marlins win the. Uh, I forgot the Marlins are in the playoffs. They're not clinched yet, but they are the sixth seed right now. They'll probably make it. Who yeah, they, they could. I'm sure they'll. I don't know who they play this weekend, but 
Um, if standings hold the way they are, they'd play the Cubs in the first round of the playoffs. That's pretty um, rough. But anyway, yeah, I remember I just saw, I didn't catch any of the Lightning game, but I saw highlights of it, and it seemed like it was just clip after clip of the Lightning scoring. Uh, they won 5-2. And what are they in the series right now? They're up 2-1. The Stars okay. won game 1-4-1, one, to one, and then the Lightning won 3-2. to two. You know, I'm a Blues fan. I kind of, as much as I hate to admit it, as a general sports personality, I kind of stopped paying attention once the Blues got knocked out. And it's probably same with you with the Nationals, yeah. or excuse me, the Capitals. Well, both those teams. Both of those yeah. teams. The Nationals I, just got knocked out a lot sooner than the Capitals did. Yeah. I have watched less hockey games than I have baseball games this year. <laughs> That's oh impressive. My I watched all the Blues games, and then we lost to Canucks in game, uh, I believe it was six of the series, and that was very disappointing. It's exactly like I predicted, though. Fun fact, if you go back to our Facebook live shows, or maybe, oh my gosh, maybe it was even student throwback. section back last in the semester. Day. Maybe it was even student section last semester as things shut down, and we were talking about where does it go from here, like what happens when stuff starts back up. And I predicted that the St. Louis Blues would come out flat because they hadn't played in three months I and remember lose that. in the first round to like I an eighth seed. That. It wasn't an eighth seed. They were a four seed because, like, excuse me, they were a five or six seed because mm-hmm. they were the round robin happened for to determine the end seeding, and we lost all three games and ended up like the third seed instead of the. Yeah, first. I remember the Caps didn't do too hot on that either, and I was like, oh, they'll they'll figure it out, but they Wrong. didn't really figure it out. Yeah, Wrong. It's exactly Wrong. exactly as I predicted. So call me Nostradamus. I will not no. call you that. I'm not going to call you that. Sure thing, Tyler. <laughs> All right. Well, Nostradamus <laughs> would like to take this back to basketball like we were going to. Heck yeah. That's, I so that's rudely, super happy. I am excited about this. Before I so rudely interrupted Joe and like I just did Matt 17 exactly. times. Hey, get this guy out of here. Get, get him out of here. Some, come, please. Come on. All right. Hey, go ahead. Secure, I'm excited security. for the NBA right now because there's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, obviously, of course I am. As you can see, big NBA Apparently, guy. I didn't get the jersey memo. Matt Nash, NBA guy. Kind of messed up. It's two a season. Look, man, there's some interesting storylines going around right now. So, basic one, Clippers and Paul George might not be together next year. Paul George tried to give a speech after game seven, and he was met with (laughs) eye rolls and, like, snickering. So yeah, well, the speech too was like, guys, we just got to stick together. We got to come back at it next year. We'll do it next year. Like, I mean, what what else do you want? Like one of your two stars to say like, yes, his his playoffs was dismal, but he's got a point. But you guys have a championship caliber roster. If you ask me, he played horribly. But I think Kawhi should be the one giving the speech if anyone, because Kawhi doesn't give speeches. I know, but Paul George can't go like two for 14 in the game, like in game seven of an elimination game in the playoffs and then be like, we got it next year, guys. On the same hand, Kawhi Leonard can't go four for 20 in that same game and give a speech still. They both sucked. They both were terrible in that series. And that's, uh, well, Kawhi wasn't great in most of the series and he was terrible in that game. Well, he was better than Paul George, but he, I guess that's not saying much. That's not saying much. That's setting the bar <laughs> kind of low because Paul George had like two good games the series and five mm-hmm. bad ones. It, it's... Right now, my prediction is Paul George is going to get traded in the offseason. They're going to trade. I don't know. I don't know. He needs to go somewhere where he would be appreciated, and I don't think that's a lot of places right We'd now. We'd love to have him on the Wizards. I bet you would. I don't <laughs> think he'd like to go there. Yeah, um, I can't really blame him. Either. Who would you give Did up? I hear you know, Golden State, Paul George. First off, no. No, Second off, I would. You hate have that. no cap space. Who you would no have cap? To, you would have. There is no cap. <laughs> you would have to give up John Wall or Bradley Beal, and the Wizards refuse to I would give to up John Wall for oh, well, Paul the, George. I wouldn't. The Wizards can't. 
because the Clippers aren't going to take on John Wall's $50 million a year contract. I wouldn't give up John Wall. Hey, I know once John Wall is back to, you know, full strength after slipping on a banana peel or I don't even know what the, what the rumors he was were. Like he got hit with a... He was sliding through his house on in socks. An anvil fell off a cliff. Was it like, like that commercial? Shoes, it's like so. da, 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 da. I don't know He's what sliding. you're talking about. You don't know what I'm talking about. It's no. like a, it was like Looney Tunes. Like he was chasing someone. And he like ran off a cliff and then he like turned around and he was. Like We're all on completely different pages here. No, yeah, we are. But anyway, so. I just I know so many Wizards fans. Right, this is just a side tangent. I'm friends with quite a few Wizards fans. Are, they are, we, are we friends? John, yes, we're friends. Wow. I mean, maybe not after this, but. They overrate John Wall like nobody I've ever seen before. The dude has not played basketball in two years, and everyone's like, oh, he's a top point guard in the league. I mean, he was be, a top he, point guard before. He'll be he a top down. five. He was like a top five point guard. Incoming hot take. He will be a top five player in the league next year. Player. That is the player. most top. You heard it right here. You can go was, back. He was never a top five player in the he's league. He's coming yeah. back better than ever. He's just you been training it. in the hyperbolic time chamber while he's been injured. Yeah. All right. So. Mark it down, folks. Let's go ahead and bring out something else here. The Celtics are now down 3-1 to the Heat. They're done. The Heat are really good. They've only lost one game the entire playoff. The Heat are hot, man. You know who I put this Jimmy loss Butler. on? Funny. You know, who, <laughs> you know who I put this loss on entirely? Tatum. Brad Stevens. Nope, Tatum. Score, yeah, I mean, Tatum. as much as I love Tatum, you can't score zero points in the first Here's half the thing. if you're like a superstar. <laughs> it's not even that. It's his effort. He has no effort. He doesn't care. Yeah, he's looking he just, real flat. He feels entitled. He just thinks that the game should come to him. He just, like, everyone Oof, should just listen to me. That's pretty harsh. I was, I've watched from, I haven't been able to watch most of the, most of the games. I caught snippets of the last two. Mm-hmm. In the last two games, he's looked disengaged. He doesn't care. Yeah, he doesn't I agree want to be there. It just looks like he's just. Uh, I'll yeah. just do what I want to do. The it only one with like real heart on the Celtics to me seems like Kemba Walker. Right Marcus now. Smart. Marcus Smart. Marcus yeah. Smart too. I guess Marcus yeah. Smart was furious and like he when he was that was when like because after game two there was a big yelling match. Yeah, and stuff was getting thrown in the locker room. The team looked like it was ready to implode. Brad Stevens called all the team leaders together later that night and had a meeting with them. They got their you know, stuff resorted. Mm-hmm. They won the next game. And then they come back again, and I watched the game, and Tatum didn't look like he cared, and he didn't look like he was there. He looked like his mind was somewhere else. I saw a play literally where he was marked on to Tyler Hero, and Tyler Hero went to the basket, and he wasn't watching. He wasn't in a defensive stance. It's like James He was Harden. just standing there straight up, no, like nothing, just yeah. watching the ball. And well, I was like, come on. He wasn't even like double teaming or anything. He was just standing there. Or Otto Porter for you Wizards fans when you went on autopilot a couple of times. Pain. <laughs> I It just looks awful. One thing that I'll say that positive that came out of the whole Celtics, you know, not having any heart thing was I saw a really funny tweet from Marcus Smart. And it was like us in the locker room after game two. And it was like him and Ennis Cantor wrestling at the pool. <laughs> and like one of them threw oh, the other yeah, one into the water. Saw, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was Ennis that, that tweeted that. But would you, yeah, whoever. Yeah, it was one of the two. I think, yeah, it was Ennis throwing Marcus Smart into the water. So do you guys think they're done? I yes. think they're done. I think, I think, they I think the, the Celtics are done. Even if they don't lose the next game, they're still done. Because the Heat are just a well-oiled machine defensively. And their offense is whoever gets hot. Well, you brought up Tyler Hero a little bit. You want to? Mm-hmm. We I think we should talk about that because I mean that's he, the thing. Jason Tatum is the one always marking up on him, and he doesn't do anything. Like Tatum just doesn't guard him. Now Tyler Hero has got some thirty-seven points, right? Yeah, career yeah. high. And I was like, for a rookie too, it's impressive. It's very impressive what he's doing, and it takes a lot of skill. But it also does help that the Celtics don't seem terribly engaged at the moment. 
that's just the way. Like, I'm not to detract from Tyler Hero or anything. He's he's playing spectacularly, but like, it just doesn't look like the Celtics care enough. The Celtics had just been had just an utter failure. I remember when they signed Gordon Hayward. Um, well, initially they, they traded for Kyrie and yeah. signed had Gordon Kyrie, Hayward. I was like, this is it. They've got all these young players, and they've got these well, two guys. Yeah, to that's, be fair, we we couldn't tell that Kyrie was going. We go we didn't know that Kyrie was a cancer. Flat Earth. Yeah, Kyrie's a cancer but in then, the locker room. But then when they got rid of Kyrie and they brought in Kemba, I still thought they had a pretty good chance. But I mean, Gordon Hayward, what has he done since he's been there? They're in the Eastern I mean, Conference Hay- Finals. It's not like they haven't done anything. That's Gord- still that's fair. Let's let's, let's not detract from what Gordon Hayward does for that team because that man averages what nineteen as like the fourth scoring option. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Your offense is set when your fourth scoring option is averaging 19 a game. That's true. And he fits perfectly into the Brad Stevens system of, I run one ball handler, three wings, and one big. He doesn't believe in traditional guards. It's, I have the initiator, the ball handler. I've got three wings, or just dudes that stand on the three-point line, not at the top, yeah. and a big man. That's his offense. And it's working. Per- like it works really well. Mm-hmm. It just so happens to be that the Heat look even better. Yeah, the Heat to me, like I said, I've said it before and I'll say it again and I'll keep saying it till I die. They're like the Raptors of last year, this year for yeah. me, where it's just their entire team from top to bottom is really solid and then they have one player that's playing at like a superstar level. And they just want, they want it more than anyone yeah. else does. And they, well, and then they have one player playing at a superstar level and then they have a second player who's like emerging into a star Let's not level. forget that's completely ignoring Goran Dragic, who has been yeah. having a spectacular bubble. Yeah. Well, no, like, yeah, the, the Raptors. They had Kyle Lowry, who gets slept on, point guard, little guy you I don't will, expect to be really good. I'll continue to sleep on Lowry. I don't respect him. But anyway, then you have like a, a player playing at a superstar level. Last year was Kawhi. This year, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Buckets. He's not quite like as good as Kawhi was last year, but he's still, you know. And yeah. then you have the young player that's turning into a star, and you have Tyler Hero, and then you had Pascal Siakam. I mean... Yeah, and also Bam Adebayo yeah, fits that as well. He was so. their leading scorer in this series, actually. Bam? Yeah. Dude, his third quarter in, like, what was it, game two or something like that? Yeah, he, I think He two. dunked the ball more times than the Celtics made a shot That in that quarter. He, he had a game-winning block as well. In game that was insane. Was that game two as well? I mean, that was game one. That was, the, that was the tr- like, the tone setter for the series. That was the insaneest thing. A fun fact, I actually had a uh, assignment in one of my classes where we had to talk about like sports, and I use that picture <laughs> of really? the block of like him being like basically oh, yeah, at the rim insane. and the his hands yeah. stuff. And they the were ball. like, he said, "Well, yeah. the thing is, afterwards he said, he no, said no, no, no. like two of his fingers went numb <laughs> from that.' I block. mean, <laughs> his fingers bent like all the way yeah. back and like met him right at the rim. So. Yeah, it was, was a, worth it. Though. It was a good block. It was a really impressive play, great defensive play. Um, it was just awesome, like all the way around to watch that. Now, the Denver Nuggets and the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. It's game four tonight. It's yeah. game four is tonight. Game four is tonight at eight o'clock. And I think the Lakers are in trouble, Matt. I'm gonna be honest with you. What makes you say that? Well, they got lucky in what is it? What this what game is this? Game, game this, is this is game four. four. They got lucky in game two with yeah. that buzzer beater. Was really it luck lucky. or was it skill? Because it was luck that you won at the last what, second. Was it yeah. luck that Bam Adebayo blocked Jason Tatum at the last second? Yeah. I'd yeah, say that play could just as was. easily have gone the other way. Yeah. So all buzzer beaters are luck. Yes. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> For the te- I'd say the team got lucky that their player made a clutch shot. Maybe I'm not saying like, I mean, it takes a lot of skill to hit yeah, a buzzer beater, course, but you can't but bank on your team. Like if 
From uh, Anthony Davis, too, yeah. of all players. If to the hit unstoppable I mean, Lakers, who were supposed to beat everyone, had to, you know, lost one game and then won another game with zero seconds on the clock, like, they're not looking as good as I thought they would. I mean, no. You just thought the Lakers were unstoppable? Everybody I mean, does. I, I don't know if dude, it's just... When the, I think it's a media thing. The media loves the Lakers. The media love the Clippers. The Clippers are out now, and I think the Lakers are in a bit of trouble here. I mean... When the playoffs started, I thought the Lakers were going to make, like, a third... Like I thought the Lakers were going to lose in this round to the Clippers. That's what I expected. That was my prediction. We weren't going to... I thought it was going to be... Well, nobody we expected gonna, the Nuggets to make it this far. It, yeah, but, like, I thought the Lakers were going to, like, have some trouble with the Trailblazers, have a lot of trouble with... Who do we play? The Rockets. Mm-hmm. And then lose in the third round. That was my prediction well, as a Lakers fan. I think that's why... I that think you're like, a realistic Lakers fan. Yeah, right? you're, a, you're lot a lot more unrealistic, unrealistic than a lot of Lakers fans. I have a lot of friends that are, like, LeBron fans, not Lakers fans, and I have not heard, like, anything except, like, oh, Lakers in four, Lakers that's in so, four every I, game. That's that so stupid. Me. It's just so dumb. Like, I agree. That's but, not how basketball works. I mean, um, the Miami Heat have only lost one game in the playoffs so far. Here, well, Lakers have only lost three as well, so... I mean, yeah, but still. Um, I don't think the Lakers are necessarily in trouble yet. If they lose this game, series is over, Nuggets have won. Um, mm-hmm. That's my prediction, but from what I saw... It was a close game, like it was a it was a blowout, and then they, we brought it back to being close, and then yeah. we just we lost control. Jamal Murray went sicko and Jamal, mode. Jamal Murray hit a lucky clutch shot to it was I a would dagger. Argue going up eleven versus yeah, winning the game that's, is that's a lot a less bit different. I, I see what you're I mean, saying, but it, I, by the like, I just it's still it's a clutch bucket either way. A dagger is a clutch bucket. It clutches luck by your guys' standards. No, so. not clutch. Hitting a buzzer beater is luck. With that's zero clutch. Times. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I mean, it, I mean, is, it a, is clutch. It is a clutch shot, but it's different from being just a clutch shot. Like a buzzer beater is lucky because you're heaving it up at the end of the shot clock with someone in your face most of the time versus hitting an open three or whatever or hitting but a good it, three. It was an open three because the Nuggets didn't rotate. There was and, a guy right there. I will say no, this. Cool, Jokic had to if jump. it was anybody other than Anthony Davis, I wouldn't call it luck. But the fact that it was Anthony Davis makes it even more lucky. I mean, he's not, is a solid shooter. He's not, I mean, I'm he's not, not saying he is a three-point shooter. He's not... You know, the guy that you think is going to win the game on a three-pointer like that, fading away with somebody's face. It wasn't a... It, he caught it and shot it like a regular shot. Jokic was having to jump from the inbound to him because, like, the Nuggets missed two rotations. Okay, yeah. I, te- technically, yeah, it wasn't a fadeaway, but it was... It wasn't a, a fade, it was, and, it was, like, a he was, shot. like, kind of off to his side, but he wasn't really in his face. Like, I just think How it do you was, feel about LeBron not taking the last shot, though? I'm fine with it. This is what LeBron wanted. LeBron wanted to not have to be the guy. Yeah. Night in, night out. I'm fine with it. But you know if they lose the series, LeBron's going to be the first one to Yeah, you know, everyone's going to be like, why didn't LeBron play better no matter how well he played? I mean, that's that's fine. I know he that... Hasn't played, he hasn't even been playing all that well. He was playing decently. Decently, but not at the level that, you know, people expect from him. Yeah. I think he's just kind of trying to, like, coast it out and see what can yeah. happen. Well, he's going to kick it into high gear, it, I think, but I don't know. I mean, he, he needs to do it I mean, tonight, if anything. If LeBron wasn't on the Lakers, I'd be hating on him hard. Because that's just what I do. Yeah. I don't like LeBron. I don't like LeBron either. I don't like LeBron's style. I respect what he oh, does do as a like person. Do you like LeBron? No, I Okay, do not. so we, we can establish that We're Super LeBron Sports haters. Flash boys do not like LeBron. I mean, he's like, I don't... I just... On the court, he's good, but I think he's overhyped. And so, as a result, I feel like it's my job to provide the supplementary hate to balance out the universe. Yeah. Because, you know, you can't just give a guy like all entropy. the love yeah. for no reason. Like, it's just, you just... You gotta balance it out. So, I'm like, well, I gotta provide the counterpoints See, here. My thing this series is it seems like him and Anthony Davis seem like they're gonna be they're like really good friends already, and that he it seems like he's trying to get Anthony Davis to become like the guy on the team 
Yeah. And he's trying to take like the Dwayne Wade role this time around instead of taking the LeBron role, if that makes any sense. I think like, it's I think it's less of that and more along the lines of the Dwayne Wade and Shaq role. Cause LeBron and D Wade, LeBron was the clear number one, Shaq. Yeah. Or sorry, uh Dwayne Wade was the clear number two. Yeah. When it was Dwayne Wade and Shaq, Dwayne Wade was still number one, but Shaq was one B. Yeah, right there. Didn't, one A and they, one B. They, they what co MVP'd the finals, yeah. right? It's two thousand four like, or something. There, like that. there was a distinction, but it's a small one. Yeah. That's what LeBron wants with Anthony Davis is he doesn't want to have a two. He wants to have a one B. I really like Anthony Davis, and it, I, it breaks my heart to see him on the Lakers playing with LeBron because <laughs> I can't stand the Lakers. Here's the thing. I'm a Lakers fan, and when I heard we signed LeBron, I said, well, this is going to go one of two ways. We're going to win nothing, or we're going to win everything. So that's what we're, we're currently in the middle of that process, and we're going to see what happens. Actually, I say I can't stand the Lakers, but if LeBron wasn't on the Lakers and it was just AD, I would be probably rooting for them, or I, I would like them a lot more than I do now. So yeah. I just don't like LeBron. I'll be clear. I mean, here's the thing. I am currently a LeBron fan because because you have to be Lakers. That's like me being a Bryce Harper fan because he's on the Nationals. You and then (laughs) you would as soon as he leaves, I'm like, screw that guy. (laughs) But I feel like you didn't like him because of the way he left, right? Or was it because he didn't like live up to the hype of what he was supposed to be? (sighs) That's a good question. Because like I feel like a lot of of national fans don't like him because he left, not because of like. Oh, I didn't like him because he left. But the more I thought about it, um. It wasn't really his fault. I mean, he wanted to get paid, and the mm-hmm. Nationals don't like to pay people, as we've seen with Anthony Rendon, who had a phenomenal season after you know they won the World Series, yeah. and then they let him go. So now that I have more perspective about the situation, I don't fault him for leaving. I fault the Nationals for not wanting to pay him at all because they're a cheaply uh, ran franchise. But mm-hmm. I do see what you're saying. So you go. Oh, I was. If you have something else to add, then I was going to move us on. But if you have a closing thought on the Lakers, nah, I just going to win. <laughs> I mean, I think that, like I said, it all hinges on this game. No, if, no, no. no cop outs. Are they going to win the series? Or? All in, yes or no? Yes, I think the Lakers are going to win the series right now, and that is going. And how many to, games? Six. Okay. Nuggets in seven. I think Lakers are going to go up 3 1. Everyone's going to freak out. Yeah. The Nuggets are going to win one game, and then Lakers are going to finish the Lakers them off are going to go up 3 1, and the Nuggets are going to reverse sweep again. Nuggets in seven. You heard it here. So I'd like to take this time to move to something near and dear to my heart and all of our hearts as people that attend the University of Alabama, and that is college football. It's, it's been back for a while. SEC, SEC game, uh, play Alabama. starts this week. Just Actually, just today, too, the Pac-12 announced that they're resuming play in November. So that was the last Power 5 conference that it canceled. So now all the Power 5 conferences are back. Actually, I had an interesting question to ask you guys before we started talking about the actual game. Sure. So we hear, so for those not in the loop, the Big Ten originally said they weren't going to play, and then they recently said that they are going to play now. And a whole bunch of Big Ten players had opted out of the season at the time, and now they're starting to opt back in. Most notably today, Purdue wide receiver Rondell Moore opted back yeah, in. Yeah, I know. The, the top Big Ten receiver. Yeah, and then Rashad Bateman mm-hmm. also is... He has to get his waiver approved by NCAA, but he wants back in. And then, and then the cornerback for Ohio State, whose name I'm Sean Wade. Of, Sean Wade. And anyway. an offensive lineman for Ohio State, too. Two of their... Better players, to be honest with you. So my question for you guys, what doesn't make sense to me, right, is if they were going to play, if they had a season anyway, what was the point of opting out in the first place? Because 
you know, it seems to me that they're like, oh, you can't fire me. I quit. And that's all that the purpose had. Because I feel like if you opted out after this, the college said it wasn't playing, that's effectively just being like, okay, I'm going to go prepare for the draft. But now that it's back, they're opting back in. But why didn't they just not opt out and leave the options open it, in the first place? What might, what it might be was they were like announcing to NFL teams and like NFL scouts saying, "Hey, you know, I'm free to be contacted." So like I am like we don't we're not gonna have a season. I'm not coming back next year. I am opting out. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like hey, get in touch. Start getting in touch. But with yeah, me. I also was, think they didn't want to be associated with the whole fiasco going on. They just wanted to you know wipe their hands and you know get away from the mess. Laissez faire. Okay. Hands yeah. off. Yeah. Well, for your point, Matt. Though, like, I feel like if there was no Big Ten season, NFL teams would start contacting them anyway because they're not going to play. So it'd be like, hey, I mean, you know, you can't. I, I know the rules. You're not supposed to talk with people like that, but I'm sure it happens all the time. Yeah, it. I genuinely think it might just have been players maybe doing a little bit of the you can't fire me, I quit kind of deal. Yeah. But also, I'm still convinced that it's just like, hey, newsflash, I'm free. Come talk to me. I'm listening. Kind of deal. Okay. So maybe you're saying maybe if they got swayed by a team, they would have stayed opted out? Yeah. Okay. Do you think we'll see Pac-12 players opt back in? Yes. I think that guys are like, okay, college season's coming back. Might as well take my shot. What about um, a guy like Penny Sewell of Oregon offensive tackle who's Absolutely. already going to be top three? Pick, Absolutely top not. Five. He's There's guaranteed no top three no matter what happens. Same with Jamar Chase at LSU. He opted yeah. out. But the SEC, I think... That case is a little different for like SEC players that opted out because the season was always going to happen for the SEC. <laughs> so if you opted out, you actually opted out. Yeah, and also his was like a recent opt out, right? Which was like he didn't it was a feel because like I, it w- it, it wasn't was, talked about much. It was kind of swept under the rug a little bit. I remember because like there's like a lot of questions about Ed Orgeron because like mm-hmm. he was like only seventy percent of my team got COVID. It's like that's not a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> the thirtieth of August, so almost a month was ago it? he opted okay. out. But yeah. <laughs> I I love Ed Ogeron like as a personality, but that was really dumb. Him being like, "Oh yeah, all my teams already got COVID, so we're fine." Look at my success. Look at it. I only got seventy percent of my kids sick. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, you gotta work on your. <laughs> Those thirty percent are quitters. Oh, uh, apparently everybody's doing impressions now. I yeah. don't have a good Ogeron impression, so I mean, I'm not neither do I. Choose. But I'm still gonna do it. Actually, that was kind of close. I'll give you that. All right. So anyway, now that we got that out of the way i think we should talk about we can start with the sec because that's the most important conference objectively as everyone else would agree sec i think everyone else would objectively agree that the sec is the most important conference and all other conferences i mean not important it is uh well one i mean football has been going on for how many weeks now for college football, three, two I or think. three, I think it was. But has three. it really been going on? Oh no! no. On. I mean, I, on, I, I look we've at these. seen maybe one or two playoff teams. Yeah, ACC, like I'll I'll count as going yeah, on. But those games aren't but, good at all. Yeah, it's Clemson <laughs> I mean, and Notre ACC Dame versus is the world going on. The first, <laughs> none of those games are good. I watched them, and just because they're on, and I like watching football, and I want to do my research on teams like Clemson, who we might play later on, and see mm-hmm. how you know if they're firing on all cylinders, but. You know, the games haven't been entertaining. Literally, the first weekend the SEC is back, we have Kentucky, uh, who is ranked, I think, 23rd, against mm-hmm. Auburn, who's ranked 8th, I believe. Yeah. So that's a good game right there. It's an early game. And then um, I'm trying to think of some other games. Tennessee's ranked. Tennessee versus South Carolina. That's going to be a close game. 
LSU, Mississippi State. I mean, that's yeah. not going to be as close. I mean, it could, th- that playing. could be a potential upset game for sure. Yeah. So just by having the SEC back, the college football level of entertainment is a lot higher. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's just about. for this week, too. I was yeah. I was going through. Uh, the, we play A&M next week. A&M's ranked. Home opener. Yeah. Um, Did you guys get tickets for that game? I Ooh, opted uh, in. I didn't see if I got them. So, I you mean, didn't, Matt? Oh, no. I'm, I'm, I, have they given them out yet? Uh, they were sending emails. Here's apparently. the thing. I'm not going to nope. go to a game right like this season. Like I, If I opt in, it's going to be to sell a ticket. Yeah. That's just that's the way I see it because I've got too much riding on this. Like, sure, maybe COVID is not as bad as everyone says, but, you know, my roommate is at risk. My girlfriend is at risk. My girlfriend's parents are at risk. My mom is at risk. Yeah. So it's like, I don't want to take that. that. It's like I can either watch this game from an air-conditioned comfort of my Where you don't have to wait in line for the bathroom. You don't have to worry about getting coronavirus. I could just drink beer. Like drink beer, eat buffalo chicken dip. Exactly. And the AC. Have someone deliver. Wait, you guys don't smuggle buffalo chicken dip into the stadium? That's just (laughs) me. (laughs) Is that what you put in your flask? Tyler Tyler puts buffalo chicken dip in his flask. Yeah. But guys, you want some? That sounds pretty good right now. It's like I. I could just kick it up on my couch, watch every game from home, drink beer, eat wings, just and be safe. And if you sell the ticket, you make money too. Exactly. So you it, got there's no negative you got to this. Some fat, some fat stacks in your pocket, and you're watching it in you know on your lazy boy yeah. on your couch. Yeah, but by that logic, it's like why ever go to an event because it costs money, and also you could be watching it at home. Instead. I've got a counterpoint for that. Okay, a reason why I'm not going to games this season is because it's like what. 20% capacity, 10% capacity. Yeah. So you're saying it's not the same. It's not the same. Without 90% of the fans, you're not yeah, going to have that roaring applause. Matt needs to go back to math school, though. If it's 20% capacity. Well, we're not all math minors like you. So. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm was just it? giving I, you a hard time. I uh, I thought it was, it was 10%. No, it's it's 20% oh. capacity. I mean, but okay. I see what you're saying. It's 80% then. But like, also, I'll counter that counterpoint by saying that they're not allowing a lot of fans in the stadium is even more reason to go because for the players, you know, that small percentage of fans that are actually in the stadium cheering them on is going to mean a lot to them. So I feel like the players need the fans this year yeah. more than they but do But it's not ever. like they're not going to sell yes, all the but tickets. but my ticket will go to somebody else. Yeah, I agree. If I don't opt in, so, someone else is going to get it. If I do opt in, I sell it to somebody else anyways. The same number of well, fans gets in. We only get two games anyways, so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Football. Yeah, I kind of want to go. We kind of went on all a the SEC tangent there. Yeah, I kind of want to go back buy to football. All the SEC matchups this week, just because we have them all conveniently written out with a nice little percentage to win as well. And so I just kind of want to get, get your guys' takes on, you know, the game. You know, I've got some hot takes already. I know you do. You're going to say like Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Arkansas, South Carolina. I um, got Lane anyway. Kiffin beating Florida. But we should start with Joey our personal home team, you know. The University of Alabama versus Mizzou. This is the one we don't have the percentage for, actually, after I was just bragging about all the percentages. It's probably close to 100. How dare you? Uh, all <laughs> I know, Alabama are 28.5 point favorites as of like two days ago when I last saw the odds. And Miss, or Ole Miss, excuse me, Missouri. <laughs> I, yeah, scratch that. <laughs> cut that. All right. We won't. We will not cut so that. So, guys, hi. Welcome to our podcast. Uh, Alabama playing up. Mizzou. And he messed up. Get him. We're 28.5 <laughs> point favorites against Mizzou. They have like 12 players out with COVID right now, and it could be more 
by game day. I, Alabama. I don't. Do you think that's any... true, or do you think they're lying about that? Because they've been sketchy about their quarterback situation. So maybe they're just trying to keep things under. Uh... Oh, like oh, we declared this guy for COVID, but he's fine. Today. I, th- I thought they walked that back and said that it was it wasn't twelve, it was eight. Or, like I, they've been sketchy about playing us in general. They they're not going to name a starter. Like it really matters. Um, I just <laughs> think they're trying to play mental games with us, which makes no they sense at all. You don't mess with Nick Saban. Okay, You're poking the Giants with yours. It's a new coach, right? Yeah, and it's his first game, and he has to play the University of Alabama, who's out going to be out with a vengeance this year with an improved defense and a offense that's going to be almost as good. I mean, I don't want to say as good because Tua was, you know, pretty good, that Tua guy. But that Tua Tagovailoa that Tua character that you so are wearing the jersey of. Can I get some predictions? Predictions. Joe, Alabama. give us a hot take. I, oh. Go ahead. I beg you, give For us a hot game? take. Yes. I beg you to give us a hot take. Is saying that Mac Jones is going to throw for 342 yards and three touchdowns a hot take? No. That's hot because that's a very specific number. Oh, I think he's going to throw for 343. How many touchdowns? Three. Four. I don't know. I think he's five, six. Seven. I think he's I definitely going to torch Here's the thing. The I don't know defense. if that's a hot take. Here's that's thing. really all I got for you because here's Mizzou, the there's nothing Mizzou does that's going to catch Alabama off guard. I think their best player is... He's a linebacker, Nick Bolton, not Troy Bolton from High School Musical, oh. but if well, only. they're all in this together. And but this is having COVID. See, so here's my thing. I think that Mac Jones is gonna have a, a great game because Mac Jones reminds me of Greg McElroy and AJ McCarron. Those guys always had great games. He's gonna have a yeah. great first half. He's not gonna play the second half outside of the, the starting drive. Bryce Young season. And then Bryce Young is gonna come in and do what Tua did. He's just gonna look great. <laughs> Against the the second guys on Mizzou, like <laughs> the bench warmers are gonna come in and Bryce Young's gonna rip him apart. <laughs> Mac Jones is very underrated by a lot of people. I think I I underrated him last year. I was like, there's no way he's good, and I like I would criticize him every time he did anything. But he kind of shredded uh, Michigan's defense. They and, were a top ten defense. Too. Yeah, and so I think he's gonna easily destroy Mizzou, Alabama by like a hundred or something. I don't know. That's my prediction. I mean, he. Mac Jones is what I always thought he was. Everyone was like hyping him up like he was like spectacular last year. I was like, yeah, he's good. I don't know if he's like, he's not like Tua. He's not Jalen. You know, he's mm-hmm. a guy that's going to come in. He's going to get the job done. He's going to do guy. it well. Here's a guy who's going to get the job done. And he's going to get it so, done well. He, I think he runs the offense better than Tua does. And I will go further by saying that he's better than McElroy and better than AJ McCarron. If you mean by run the offense, you mean he can't make all the great throws that Tua can. He can't so make he those has throws. to like stick to the like run, run. Those pass great throws that Tua would force, force. I don't. The dude was a high. Them's fighting words, boy. Yeah, <laughs> I I, just, I fully disagree with what you're saying here. Because like, they're like sure he would force a couple, but the offense was designed RPO, RPO. And then, like, we'd go deep. Now it's we're getting back to the traditional Alabama offense of run, run, pass. Because yeah. Mac Jones, but can't do we run have to do that? Yes, we Mac still Jones have can't run. He can't run like that. Okay, we, we don't he, we don't need to run the RPO, but we can still throw the ball. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. We don't need to run the. I mean, we can run the ball. We have really good running backs, but we don't need to. We don't need to run the ball. We don't need to get back to you know the Alabama running game because that's you know a thing of the past. To be honest with you guys, not a lot of teams. Are are relying on the running game. I mean, that this not just college football, the NFL as well mm-hmm. is way more about throwing the ball. And I just 
I think he's going to get definite options, but I just don't see a world in which he's like better for the offense than Tua because just watch, man. I mean, I'm Tua is you. a better quarterback in like every metric. Yeah. And so I don't think that putting well, a has, worse quarterback. I mean, in metrics. Every metric, he's has he's only started two games, so obviously well, Tua's going to have better numbers. Metric as in just like better at throwing the ball. I'm not talking about pure statistics. Obviously, Tua has the statistics, but just like from what we've seen of Mac Jones, he's not. Tua, which is fine. Yeah. Not a lot of people are. But what what was Tua? If you take away a that Heisman ha- candidate, if you take away that quarterback in the, league. if you take away, we'll talk about luck. If you take away that lucky halftime or that lucky half, um, second half of the Georgia game, and let's say we lose that game, looking at Tua's legacy, what else did he do? Was the we got blown up out for Heisman like two years in a row, even after we, only playing like we got 10 blown games. out in the national championship game against Clemson. Um, we had all that talent on that roster, and we o- we only managed to win one national championship, and that was on a lucky play at the end of the game. Yeah, and guess what the Achilles heel for Alabama was those two years that everyone, including you, has criticized constantly. Defense. It was the defense, not Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah, and if you look at the Clemson game, it's everyone's fault. Literally everyone on the team didn't show up to play. No one did. They thought they were just going to steamroll Clemson, and Clemson came out, punched him in the mouth, and everyone was caught off guard. Yeah, I well, mean, I, actually, it was Pete Golding's fault and Mike Loxley's fault. And Mike Loxley is gone. He's yeah. coach at Maryland now. Pete Golding is still here. Moses is back, though. Yeah. So. If, if, if Pete Golding can't get it done this year with Dylan Moses and the amount of talent they have, um, not just guys returning, other than Moses, Patrick's retained, but all those young guys, if he can't get it done this year... He's got to yeah, go because if you look at the statistics, and I've put this on Twitter, I've talked about it a lot. Um, I've been the biggest Pete Golden critic. Our defense the last two years has been uncharacteristically terrible. And yeah. you know who's been our defensive coordinator for the last two years? Pete freaking Golding. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, last year, a lot of it stemmed from us not having middle linebackers because the middle yeah. linebacker is known as the quarterback of the defense. I'm not making excuses for Pete Golding here, but like... It was a little explainable last year because. What about the year before that, though? That that's, that's less explainable. That, that's less explainable. That's what the point I was going to get to. Last season was eh, you could see it because the middle linebackers weren't there. You don't have the guy like making the quick adjustments on the defense. Year before that, it's it's his fault. But I don't think at Alabama you have the luxury of making that excuse because you're bringing in every year you're bringing in top, um, toply top-rated recruits, yeah. and you're expecting those guys to step up, and you're expecting them to be coached up um, and being put in a position where they can succeed, and I don't think they did that last year with uh, Christian um, Her- Christian Harris and Shane Lee. I just don't think they did, and that's on the coaching staff for not coaching those guys up. Alabama's like relationship with coordinators is really unfortunate, because it's kind of like a darned if you do, darned if you don't. It's terrible. Well, because... What I mean it's is awful. if they're good, they get poached to a higher position yeah. at somewhere else. And if they're bad, they get fired and we have to find another one. So the but turnover exactly. rate compared to I don't, other schools. You know what I don't understand what? is that everybody else can come in and pluck coordinators from Alabama. Why doesn't Alabama go pluck coordinators from somebody else? Because Instead, they, they promote guys from within, which is great. You know, um, guys that have been there for a while, loyalty. But if there's a better candidate out there, why don't you go get them? Here's the thing. With that... Yes, I understand where you're coming from on that, but we are simply the best when it comes to like that stuff. And so, everyone so we sees, should go out and get the best guys. Though. I mean, we did with strength and conditioning. We yeah. went and got we Indiana. Went, yeah, that's true. And we got rid of but, Scott Cochran, who was a weakness. On but, the team. I mean, we didn't get is, rid of him so much as he left. Like, what is it? We had 
Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin had weird oddities. He left on weird terms again because that's just Lane Kiffin's way. He's just a weird guy. He was awesome, though, when he was here. at Ole Miss now, right? Yes. he's. I think he's the head coach of Ole Miss. Kirby Smart, take from here, head coach at Georgia. I think we lost a couple. Mike Loxley is the Maryland head coach now after last year. Yeah. Like, we just keep losing guys to head coaching roles. It's like... It's not only it's not the fact that we are getting poached in that regard. It's the fact that they're just taking our guys and saying, "Hey, you want to be a head coach?" And any coordinator would be crazy to say no. Hey, kid, they open their jackets. Hey, kids, you want to be a head coach? You want a head coaching job? Um, <laughs> so you know who's still who's still the offensive coordinator though? Steve Sarkeesian. Yep. Yeah. Wasn't he the coordinator when we won the championship? He's also the coordinator when Was the he? Falcons lost the Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't. I don't fault him for that because that's the NFL. You know, it's a lot different from college. That's fair. But I'm pretty sure he was the coordinator for us when we won the national championship. I love Sark, and I know people are very. They make fun of him, and there are some people that don't like him, and there are people like me that do like him. But I, I think he does a great job uh, with Alabama and running that offensive scheme. Yeah. Uh, what's it? Let's see. I'm trying to find when he was. Oh, but wait a second. Wait. So, Wait. he was. He was only a coordinator for a year, right? He was. Yeah. So here's the thing. He was promoted to our offensive coordinator in January of 2017. Lost to Clemson. Went to the NFL. Lost in the Super Bowl he, and then came back. Lost Wait. in the Super Bowl. Then came back here in 2019. That's what Wikipedia says. And he's been here for I think. Last was last season his first season. Oh, so that means the gap year was the year we won the national championship. Yeah, the gap actually. year was the year we won the championship. Because I remember Georgia lost in both the Super Bowl and yep. the national champion. And then he came back here. But we barely lost to Clemson, didn't we? That was the that was um, they yes. Beat us. It was uh, the tie would narrowly lose to the Tigers in his when first and only Deshaun game. Deshaun Watson, I think, right? Or yeah, what, okay, that was it? that year. Yeah. I think that was yeah, Watson through to Hunter Renfro or something like well, that. Well, it's so like hard to like, distinguish That was a lucky play, by the way. Zero seconds left on the clock and threw a touchdown. That was a lucky luck. play. Pure luck. All it was, pure luck. Um, so I think we touched on Alabama quite heartily. So we should, yeah. I think we should touch on the other SEC games a little bit. I mean, obviously not as much because who cares about those other loser schools? I'm kidding, by the way. Not really. Um, <laughs> so Florida, number five, ranked Florida against. Ole Miss at Ole Miss in Oxford, Mississippi, I think. Oxford, um, Mississippi. Mississippi. So, yeah, just <laughs> like Mizzou. And also, it's not Mizzou. I got those I two confused Kevin. when I was talking about Alabama's game. Yeah, just like Mizzou, rookie, not rookie, but new head coach. Hey, rookie. Hey, hey rook. I guess he's a rookie in the state of Mississippi. But Ew. he's he definitely is. not a rookie to the SEC. That's true. God. So, Lane Kiffin, new coach <laughs> of Ole Miss. Do you think he stands any chance against Florida at all? No. Nope. I no. mean, well, okay. I'll say that. I will say, who is the quarterback for Florida again? Is it still that Kyle guy? Trask. Kyle Trask. He is higher Heisman odds than Mac Jones. Take that as you will. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how I feel about court uh, about Florida's quarterback system or uh, quarterback. He's been look. like overhyped preseason every year, and then he like performs about as well as you expect him to if you have realistic expectations and then people are like oh he had a bad year but he'll get him next year like he's been okay he hasn't been great he hasn't been like awful yeah for the past has he been there four years well, he now? was this he's also in a there. weird situation like he was behind felipe franks right yeah. and then felipe franks didn't work out felipe frank isn't he now like with arkansas yeah he's arkansas's quarterback <laughs> that's gonna suck franks didn't work out and then he had an injury 
So he lost his starting job. So they were trying to figure out um, if they wanted to have Trask be the quarterback or Emory Jones, who's a highly rated guy for them. And after a while, Trask just took the reins and, you know, they went with him. And he's been pretty solid for them. And I think he'll, I don't know if he, he if he's got a better chance from the Heisman than Mac Jones. I mean, Vegas says that, but what does Vegas know? Yeah, what I, is Vegas? I feel like though that's just because Mac Jones has two games under his belt and Kyle Trask has like two yeah. seasons. So it's it's easier to say and it's also, easier to say that a guy with more experience is gonna get it just because they're like, Oh, he knows what it is and they're yeah. like Well, I'm surprised that Mac Jones' odds are as high as they are right now. I mean, I was looking at it um on Bovada, which is a popular site for people that bet, which I don't do. Yeah. Um which Mac you J- have self admitted earlier in the podcast that Hey, you we'll do. cut that part out. He was, We're not I it. think he's top five on there. And you know who's super low on that list? Uh, Najee Harris. Really? Yeah. If you put, let's say you put a $5 bet on Najee Harris winning the Heisman and he wins, you get 100 bucks, which well, I feel like is more likely to happen than Mac Jones winning the Heisman. Like you said earlier, it's a passing league now. And so That's I would true. be very surprised to see. Unfortunately, it's just how it is. I would be surprised to see a running back win the Heisman in the next couple of years just because of how football has trended of how like air oriented it is Chuba Hubbard or someone like that last year wasn't even like top five in the voting or maybe he was five and he had like an amazing season and then everyone else's quarterbacks that threw you know they were air raid quarterbacks that just threw for a lot of yards (laughs) 7,000 yards in the air 56 touchdowns on the year (laughs) and they lose the game I'm just kidding but so so you think that if Alabama win not if when Alabama has a great season and they, mm-hmm. you know, make it towards the end, you think that Mac Jones has a better chance of winning Heisman than Najee? Uh, it depends. If, if it, it's so if, hard, but we don't know what we're gonna yeah, do exactly. because, like we if, talked about earlier, like you said, we have a great offense, um, great receivers, great tight ends, but we also have great running backs. Yeah. Well, if like what you said earlier was true, and it's we don't have to necessarily go back to the Alabama style of the like run the pound, ball. Yeah then I think Mac Jones has a better chance. But if we do revert to like the ground and pound style, then I think Najee definitely has a better chance. Well, also, yeah. Najee's gunning for that Heisman, too. I feel like that... Najee wants it... What is it? What is our backup? Trey Sanders. Trey Sanders. He's, He's like... third string right he, now. He, he, well, really? Oh, under Brian, Brian Robinson. Robinson. Yeah. Eh, I feel like Trey Sanders will probably pass him. So... Anyway, but he's coming off an injury though. He is, yeah, and hasn't played college. That's a big... Well, when yeah. the depth chart came out, there was a lot of... Um, like co-starters, which is weird, yeah, Will but Anderson typical of Saban to do that, to keep, you know, his opponents on their toes. So the mind games, Mississippi state, speaking of again, you know, <laughs> air new raid head system coaches. too. Yeah. Air raid, new head coach. Mike, Mike Leach. Leach took over from Mississippi state. Really? Yes. Air raid in the sec. Mike Leach. You didn't and know that? Kirby smarter in the I same forgot state. About that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so uh, awesome. They're also playing the other Kirby's team smart. that I would argue. It's not Kirby. Or, smart. Excuse me. I meant to say, um, Lane Kiffin. Kiffin, yeah, that's he messed up. Get him again. Gosh, <laughs> the angry mobs outside. I think they're playing <laughs> arguably the the team that arguably last year was closest to an air raid system in LSU. Yep, where they just you know, I mean, Joe Burrow had like fifty te- put, like passing touchdowns. It was ridiculous. Like but with Miles Brennan at the helm of LSU, I, isn't he the favorite to win the Heisman besides no. or second behind Trevor Lawrence? I'm checking Heisman Justin odds. Fields, Trevor. Well, Lawrence. I think that was without Justin Fields factored in because. He, you know, the Big Ten. Justin Fields has the best odds. Trevor Lawrence, Spencer Rattler, Sam Ellinger, Didier. Sam Ellinger? 
I forgot about Smoking Texas Rifle. is back. <laughs> but anyway. No, Texas is not back. It will never be back. It's <laughs> over. My point is, Miles Brennan never started a game at LSU, at least. Um, coming in, stepping in for Joey Buckets' amazing record-setting, probably the best college quarterback season of all time last year. Do you think LSU is... I don't want to say, are they going to be as good as last year? Because losing a Heisman quarterback, arguably no. best quarterback in college history, like single season, losing the best offensive coordinator in college football, losing you know one of their two dynamic receivers, a whole bunch of other players. Yeah, They're not going to be as good as last year. You Absolutely. know how many games LSU is going to win this year? But how many? Five. That's a bold, Five games. That's a bold And that's take. including a loss this weekend against Mississippi State. You think so? Air raid. Mike Leach is going to come in and uh, just bomb LSU to the ground. Yeah, I do. And they not only can they throw with KJ Costello, but they have Kylan Hill, who's one of the best running backs. I think he led the SEC in rushing guards last year. Derek Stingley is overrated. He kind of got cooked by Devontae Smith and Jerry Judy last year. I don't know about overrated. He's pretty good, but but he's like. But other than Derek Stingley, what else do they have on their defense? They have a lot of great freshmen, but. You can't expect freshmen to come in there immediately yeah. against Mike Leach's air raid system. I mean, I think they had another guy today, Tyler Shelvin, their defensive tackle. Yeah, he opted uh, out. He opted out. Or he was planning on opting out, but it was confirmed today. So you mm-hmm. lose him. Um, they had their other cornerback opt out too, Kerry Vincent Jr. So all they really have on their defense, I mean, they it's lost Derek Grant Delpit. They lost Caleb Von Chieson, They lost all their guys except for Stingley. And I think that's really that inexperience in the secondary is going to hurt them a lot against Mike Leach and KJ Costello. Okay. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. If I had to pick an upset to happen in the SEC, I would pick LSU just because simply they lost a ton of people. And they like they and lost coaches, coaches they, and players. They, they lost coaches. They lost players. And the thing is, Ed Orgeron doesn't care about sickness. He's just letting his guys get sick. He, like he doesn't care if about he dies, it, he dies. Literally, it's like an Ivan Drago. If he dies, he dies. It, that was it, way doesn't, it doesn't make any yeah. sense. Like these players are going to not want to play for him because I don't know about that. Well, here's the thing. I think it's a genuine possibility. Well, Jamar Chase opted out. That's true. That and, was surprising, but, but also he's the bona fide number one receiver. Yeah, but Alabama's got a bunch of bona fide guys, and none of them have opted out. Yeah, but it's they're just not the number one culture. Like I don't know. I on think, the one hand, yes, but on the other hand, he also does have a point. I think. Uh, Joe, Joe does in the regards that like sure this is Jamar Chase was the guy's name right yeah, yeah he didn't he didn't need to come back but no. to be fair neither did the Alabama guys like I don't think that a lot of stuff but also Alabama has a better returning roster and I'm sure that played into a factor of why a lot like a lot of Alabama no no Alabama players opted out yeah. whereas you look at LSU's roster you're kind of scratching your head and Chase coming back, he's not going to do better than his numbers last year, especially yeah. with Miles Brennan at quarterback and nobody well, else on offense. Jamar Chase as the number one with so many people missing and not having Joe Brady and not having Joe Burrow can only realistically have a worse season than he did last yeah. year, and that could hurt his draft stock. So when you're the number one, why would you risk that? Versus Alabama's guys, they're they're trying to get to number one, right? Maybe Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle have an amazing season, and then they become number one. That helped them a lot, and but I realistically don't see them having like near as much of a negative impact as Jamar Chase could because you know Jamar Chase had the one really good year and that was it. It's kind of like Joe Burrow. Yeah, if Joe Burrow could have came back and played another year, right, and then he had a much worse year, that could have hurt him 
tremendously. Well, you mentioned Jalen Waddle. You know what's going to hurt Jalen Waddle is what we talked about earlier with um, Rashad that? Bateman opting back in and um, who's a receiver from Purdue? Rondell Moore. Moore. That's going to hurt him because those guys not playing, the spotlight would have been on him. Mm-hmm. And what? let's say he has a phenomenal year like we're expecting him to. There would have been teams that would have been more likely to take him because recency bias. He has a great year. Let's say Alabama was a national championship. They're going to be more likely to take him than over, you know, Rashad Bateman from Minnesota or uh, Rondell Moore of Purdue, who, you know, didn't even play at all. I think Um, that hurts him. By the way, a quick update for those that are curious. You two, namely, because this is going to be way past, but Mm -hmm. my Miami Dolphins are up 14-0. Who got the last touchdown? I don't know. But anyway, I think we should talk about my SEC upset of the week. And I know it's not that controversial because a lot of people are saying it, but I think Kentucky is going to beat Auburn at Jordan-Hare. I think that Kentucky has been trending upward recently. I agree with you wholeheartedly. normally a basketball school, but I think that their football team has definitely been improving. And so it sounds like us with our basketball team. That's true. We've just (laughs) traded powers. And so... I'm not even that. traded. We're we're sharing them now. We're sharing them. We're, we're, we're transitioning just, the power we're like multi sports schools now. Ritual. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that. I don't think Bo Nix is that great. I think <laughs> he had Picks. a couple. He had a couple clutch drives, and that, oh, that those people to that was you know it was luck. I mean that was no. luck. <laughs> I mean, kind of yeah. I can see that. But um, well, their defensive line they lost Derek Brown, Derek Brown and Marlon Davidson. Eric Brown, wasn't he like an animal? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he got he's drafted insane. number six, yeah. I think, to the Panthers. Um, and uh, they also lost Noah Igbenogany. Yeah, and <laughs> Prince Teo Wanogo. But a little, a lot okay. of weird All names. Right. They got some weird Sorry, names. I'm just flexing my Auburn player knowledge on you guys. That's kind of weird. That's um, not something you think, should be proud of here in Tuscaloosa. It makes me think that you are a closet Auburn fan. Oh yeah, guys, the Bo Nix jerseys underneath the Tua jersey. Oh, is that orange and? They're coming for you. They're coming for you this episode. Yep. So then, two more games we should touch on real quick because I think we're running out of time. Actually, loosely, yes. Tennessee, number 16, at South Carolina. I don't know why Tennessee is 16. I think they're so overrated right now. Until they like start to win something. How are you gonna have how are you gonna have a team ranked 16 and a team that's not ranked and have the team that's (laughs) not ranked be favorited to win? Yeah, there's a 52 percent chance (laughs) to win. Just hate Tennessee. It goes back to betting though. That that makes when Tennessee wins that game, yeah, I may give him more money. We've established this po- this podcast. We've established that I have a gambling addiction. addiction. Yeah. Oh wait, no, no, no. It's like uh, the Last Dance. You don't have a gambling problem. You have a comp- You have a competitive problem. Yeah. That's what it is. That's how you. Yeah. That's how you like. R- you, right. you, like. Hey, I will say I'm not putting a, these are little small bets. You know, five dollar parlays that I'll pick six teams. Yeah. And if they win, I get a bunch of money. If they lose, oh. I lose five bucks. So it's not too bad. It could be worse. So Tennessee did have a really good recruiting class. Weren't they like top five this last year? Yeah, they were. They were five, I think. Um, Let me look. But it's just to me. Don't look. They were a garbage team last year, to put it lightly. And so until they start winning, I can't root for Like, I can't bet on them. Didn't they win like six games in a row to end the season? They lost to like Central Arkansas or something like that. No, I know. But the beginning of the year, they played poorly. And then I think at the end of the year, they ended on a winning streak, including a bowl game. I could be wrong. Um, So for 2020, they were... 10th and for 2021 they're like fourth or yeah they were yeah for 2021 they are sixth they're out of the top five now they got passed by oregon and lsu oh Oh, by the way we're the number one spot now we 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 passed we passed ohio state so then the last game 
this one is kind of a, a rough one. I'm actually surprised the chances are as low as they are for the win. Number four, Georgia at Arkansas. Arcane Georgia has a 91% chance to win. I feel like that's a little insulting to Georgia. I feel like it's like Wait. a 95, <laughs> 98. A lot of people don't think Arkansas is going to win any games this year. Do you guys think they, they got, win? Okay, they kind of got screwed with their additional teams. For, team, <laughs> for people that don't know, uh, all the SEC teams got two other teams to add it to their schedule from the other side of the conference. So we're SEC West, I believe, and then they got added SEC yeah. East teams. They got Florida and Georgia as their two oh, additional teams man. to play. Number four and number five <laughs> ranked teams. So that um feel I, bad for them. I feel I like if gonna a get team's going to go winless, they're the ones that most likely to They're going to get smacked so bad. I don't know how good their defense is, but offensively, if Felipe Franks is healthy and he can kind of figure his his himself out, he's got. He, about to say he's not going to do anything. Felipe yeah. Franks might. Felipe throw Franks for... and Rakeem Boyd. Rakeem Boyd is a running back. Am... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I'm really excited for the Felipe Franks Kyle Trask bowl. Though. Yeah, I'm excited for that too. <laughs> I'm sure the announcers will be really excited because it'll give them something to talk about when the games. Going yeah. Oh, yeah. Every uh, intermission. By the way, these guys like. Did this, you know these guys? Kyle Trask was his They'll be like yeah. ESPN Did graphics. Did you know that Clayton Kershaw? Excuse me, Matt Stafford caught for Clayton Kershaw in high school. If you watch a Lions game, they bring that up like ten times. Well, that, every that's, game. That's the problem. I don't know why I'd ever watch a Lions game. That's fair. And with that, no, I think we're <laughs> out of time. So, <laughs> you know, thank you guys for. Joining us. Thanks for being here with me. Thanks, Thanks for, for letting in. me into your home, Joe. We're not in actually your home, but it's basically your home. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I'm here enough, but anyway. And thanks we'll see for, you. Uh, we'll, we'll see you next time. We'll be back next week. Peace.